the content found on thebestdayever.com from David Wolf and New Horizon Health, Inc. is for informational purposes only and is in no way intended as medical advice, as a substitute for medical counseling, or as treatment cure for any disease or health condition, and nor should it be construed as such because that would be illegal. Always work with a qualified health professional before making any changes to your diet, supplement use, prescription drug use, lifestyle, or exercise activities. Please understand that you assume all risks from the use, non-use, or misuse of this information. Welcome everyone, this is your host Lucian Gauthier and I'm here with Truth Calkins, our resident herbal and nutrition expert and he's coming off the heels of the Women's Wellness Conference that just took place in Costa Mesa, California where we had a fantastic array of speakers, we have wonderful participants and we had a really great time listening to Truth Calkins give a great presentation from the stage. So welcome Truth, thank you for joining us here today to talk about men's health. Good to be here Lucian, great subject we have today. So, Truth, you just spoke about women's health at this conference, and we thought it would be appropriate to do a little segment on men's health, and in particular, focusing on some of the herbs that can really help men boost their hormone production, sex drive, performance, stamina, energy, everything that a man really relies upon to get through his daily life and to perform at a higher level. So, let's kick into it with some of the some of the overall strategies that we can begin to look at for men's health, in particular, how do you approach men's health? When you when you look at men's health, what are some of the key things that you hone in on in terms of how the body's functioning? First off, you know, I've got to tell them about Jing, and then I've got to talk about androgens versus estrogens, like things that are going to boost their Jing, their testosterone, the hormones driving you, and testosterone is a main sex, sex hormone dominant for men, and the estrogens are, are, are whack in the mouth, which is big. So that's kind of male hormone balance or Jing. We want to focus on that with men. I think, you know, heart disease being the number one killer for men. I think um, low sugar aspects, like I take from the body ecology philosophy, because that slows down glycation and aging. That slows down deterioration in the brain, which can lead to, you know, the nerve damage in other parts of the body, you know, like diabetes. Men are very active. Men like to have strong libidos. They like to have a lot of energy. They like to be able to exercise hard and enjoy it and recover quickly. They like to work hard and recover quickly. And today, you know, we're more... You know, we all want to look good, and also men are going through male andropause, andropause or male menopause, you could call it, which isn't a, a short, abrupt thing from, you know, around 50 that hits, like, women so quickly. It's it's actually just a slow depletion of gin from age 30 to 70, where their testosterone's going down and their estrogen's going up and their adrenals are changing, and they just get more glycation from sugar, and maybe they're drinking alcohol, so... Anyhow, I like to talk about um, andropause or male menopause. So for men, you know, they want libido, and there's so much I can offer them with my experience over the years with Jing herbs. And men want they want energy, they want to be able to work hard and play hard. With the herbs, the dietary tips I have, it can boost any man at anyone's age ability to exercise and enjoy exercise full of and recover quickly. And then maintain, once you have good sleep, have a good health balance and good hormone balance, good jing, good overall health with the diet and the weight, you know, they, they, that's, that's an issue for some men too, that's big. Then they have, they sleep good, they have dynamic energy for work, so they can be focused and aggressive with their careers and um, their livelihoods, but at the same time, not overly so. 
like some research is showing men that are like really low in testosterone. Actually, there's a psychological aspect of trying to overcompensate for that where they they try to overwork or they're more stressed or they're more anxious. And there's, you know, it's just it's just an imbalance, whereas men with really healthy levels of testosterone are actually a little calmer, more confident, more compassionate, but strong and balanced, the strong, calm, balanced, silent type that can really adapt very, very well. But at the same time, they, they can work hard and exercise hard and maintain strong sex life while still being grounded and calm and feel like that's normal to them. Some guys today are living like the low testosterone guy can turn on to an adrenalized state where he's overcompensating for his fact because it means so much to him to be working hard, going flat out and be able to kill it at the gym once or twice a week or be a weekend warrior and have a strong sex life or, or chase girls or have a girlfriend, whatever. And, you know, and they're just because it's, it's what's the most, Entice to all the reward chemicals in our modern society. That's what they're, what a, you know, young guy may be going for. And he's realizing that it takes a lot of energy. He's got to motivate himself and pump himself up to do it. But he's over time, he may be okay doing that for a little while. But over time, you start getting tired, deeply core depleted. This is like low testosterone. This is major jing. I've known a few people, friends, um, you know, clients come or customers just come come up at the bar in the past and say, can I ask you something in private and go over to the side and say, and they're only like in their mid 20s or something, late 20s and say, you know, I just got my testosterone tested for the first time and I'm only 350 or 250 nanograms per deciliter. It's like really low. The doctor thinks I should take hormone therapy and they're they're really scared. It's like someone castrated them. <laughs> and, and I'm like, look, I said, dude, just go through a lineup of Jing herbs. Are exercising hard, sleep, cut out alcohol completely and excess sugar, and boom, it's and you know take something to help lower the estrogen. The alcohol is just so estrogenic for men. It's just so so I mean, young guys drink because it's part of the social life, but they have no idea. It's making them less of a man in every way. They may feel uninhibited. They're still a young guy and they're maybe very early twenties, and so they're still maybe a little insecure about going out in the public and being able to converse with members of all sexes in any way and form and feel very loquacious and and when you drink a little bit it opens you up and you feel uninhibited but you have no idea that inflammation the candida the estrogen the weakening of the liver the liver has to cleanse out all the estrogens you need top liver health and then boom your aromatase is going up which converts testosterone to estrogen and you're just your estrogen your testosterone's crashing it doesn't make you a man it turns you into a wuss and it lowers your libido like male strength, energy, vitality, for really for working out, going to the gym, and also for a dynamic work life. And then, you know, sometimes I get guys that they have, they're getting immune system stuff, they're getting candida too, like the women now, and they're getting little autoimmune things. And the thing is with men, they can be strong enough, they'll ignore the symptoms and they'll push it until it starts to get worse and worse. And then they will finally bring it up. And then when they bring it up, I can address it and say, okay, you've got this and this symptom, right? You probably got this and this too, right? Okay, well, back up. It's probably caused because of this and this. Too many, too much alcohol, too many antibiotics, too much stress, heavy metals, um, too much estrogen, too, you know, leaking too much gin, chronic inflammation, overwork, lack of sleep, too much sex is all burning out the man's gin. So if he wants to have that vitality, he's got to know his balance. He's got to build and work on it and then get it up high and maintain it and then 
he can have a dynamic life and keep it going. So, you know, according to experts, like the top seven threats to, to, to men, number one, heart disease. Risk factors for those are, are, are inactivity, lack of exercise, obesity, being overweight, high blood pressure and high cholesterol, cigarette smoking, and diabetes. So number two after heart disease is cancer. And we're going to talk a little bit about the prostate here today because that's a tricky male thing that I want to go a little more specific into that I know a lot of, especially older guys, are getting a little worried about. Number three is accidents, which I don't really believe in, so we'll skip that. Number four is respiratory infections, which is something I understand, especially living in cities where the air is not so clean and people are traveling around. There's a lot of germs out there. And after my years of experience with the body ecology philosophy, I really understand how people get things like respiratory infections because the ear, nose, throat, and the lungs are taking in all the air. You're flying all the time. There's, you're in cities. There's germs out there. You're lacking beneficial good bacteria. Your immune system is kind of under siege. So your B cells, T cells are out. Your body's acidic. Your blood and urine pH is not up because you just don't have the minerals to, to adapt to the stress load of the acidity that you're producing for your lifestyle and the EMS. And, you know, the work, the modern day work man's life is cell phones and computers. And, you know, it, it, it makes me think of Dr. Sinatra, the famous cardiologist's son. It's like in his early 20s working in a horseshoe with computers in New York City, like a uh, stockbroker with a cell phone headset with one phone on each side of his head for like, I don't know, 16, 18 hours a day. Finally got so sick. His dad sent him to all the best doctors around the world, spent a couple hundred grand. I think he ended up at the Thorpe Institute. Dad, 85 pounds, probably about to go any moment. And a guy that was actually doing pachyscope myopulse sessions on me was there and met 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 um, this person when it happened and saw him have his first couple treatments. And it like kind of saved his life, the microcurrent technology, because it's healthy electricity. And it's really good to de-EMS smog someone's immune system that's totally flatlined and floored from radiation. But if he had been a listener and he had known about some of these other things beforehand, like taking, like ginseng, is one of the best herbs for men across the board. If I had to pick average guys that know nothing about herbs and overall health and nutrition, they're pretty much eating a little junk and a little healthy and they're living a normal life. The first herb I'd give them is ginseng. The old saying in Chinese medicine is women are ruled by blood and men are ruled by qi. So a qi tonic like ginseng that's balanced, that's good ginseng, not cheap ginseng, is going to give them adaptability. It's going to give them energy, vitality, mental vitality. They're going to kill it at the gym. They're going to work out harder. They're going to notice a boost to their libido. It's even famous in the old books, ginseng, making men's genitals larger over time as they're taking good ginseng. Definitely boosting testosterone. But ginseng protects you from radiation. And I think that's really important in the modern workplace that so many men are around a lot of technology. Women too. But um, Longevity Warehouse sells the, the Shenong ginseng by Jing Herbs. Now, ginseng is a big commodity, a big scam. And I don't want people going out and buying gas station ginseng or even poor quality health food store grade ginsengs. You've got to get the real deal from high-quality herbal companies. And when you get into real ginseng, it can get pricey. So I like the Shenong ginseng because it's the perfect balance. It's got some very expensive wild ginseng that most people could never afford. It's got a blend of balanced ginsengs from Korean white curl to shuchu first-pick Chinese to, to Korean red heaven gray that's hot to 
Siberian ginseng, which really isn't ginseng. It's a Lutherakos, but it's the Russian ginseng. It's like the best adaptogen and blood oxygenator and immune herb out there. And the Shenong ginseng has that balance, slightly more on the yang side, which really is perfect for most men. So if you're new to ginseng as a guy and you want to take your first like male herb, ginseng is the first herb I take. And the Shenong ginseng is the one I'd pick. It's about 75 a bottle. It's a little pricier than others, but you'll get your money's worth because there's a little bit of all three treasures in high-quality ginsengs like this. So it's a whole body tonic. And now this isn't an alcohol tincture, but I like the Jing Herbs tinctures because they use the lowest alcohol of anybody else, about 25%. So if your candida is really, really low and your Jing is already pretty good, testosterone, estrogen balance, you can take the Shannon ginseng straight with a little alcohol. If it's just three squirts a day or something, that's fine. Or you can put it in a cup of tea up to maybe four squirts. But if you want to go for six squirts a day, like a teaspoon, that's even better. I suggest putting it in a cup, cup and a half of water that you put on the stove. Bring it to a low simmer for one to two minutes to cook off the alcohol. And then pour it over a spring dragon tea bag or a gynostema tea bag. So respiratory infections is number four on the top seven threats to men. And understanding the, the, the real killers for men and women, but men really got to watch this. Is, is iron, oxygen, and sugar, okay? And then we'll get to that. This is not specific to hormones. This is overall on a cellular level for all human beings, but especially men, because men don't menstruate. They don't get the benefit of a monthly phlebotomy, where they lose blood and they lose iron. Once women stop menstruating, the unused iron, the ferritin, toxic iron, builds up and up and up. And as we look at older people and do all the research, why are people dying, you know, of brain degeneration and Alzheimer's and all this? All the iron, excess iron over years is breaking down and aging the, the brain, the kidneys, the heart, um, even the thyroid. It's um, it's a real problem. So not a lot of doctors know that, but there are a lot that do. So they'll check men, especially as they're getting closer to around 40, because the ferritin, this excess unused stored iron just goes up and up and up and up. So they'll they will. um Check the ferritin, make sure it's like, you know, they want to get them down to like 70 or below. But a lot of guys, late 30s and early 40s, can be anywhere from three to 600 nanograms per deciliter. They're oxidizing fast. They're aging quickly, and they could still be strong and have good gene and testosterone, and they don't know it. And so you really want to think ahead of time. And now their fastest way to lower that excess iron once you've done a blood panel is to donate blood for the purposes of lowering unused ex excess oxidized iron. It's such a contributing factor in aging. Um, now, if you're someone who suspects that you're anemic, but it's fair, you do need some iron and it needs to be metabolized properly to build blood. You can do a total iron status blood panel, which will give you your serum ferritin. It'll give you total iron binding capacity and you'll test for hemoglobin and hematocrit. And that way you can tell and make sure that you're not anemic, or if you are anemic, then they wouldn't do things rapidly to lower blood necessarily. But now there are herbs, there are supplements you can do. The higher your antioxidant levels, the more you can eliminate this unbound toxic oxidizing iron. Um, turmeric is probably my favorite to take. Longevity Warehouse has just like the most excellent turmeric I've ever seen. The color is insane, the quality of the extract. And it's the, it's the curcuminoids that are in the turmeric that help you know, it's a telomerase inhibitor. It's great for the prostate. Um, 
because it's it can be a COX-2 inhibitor yeah, for inflammation, but it um, it helps to lower unoxidized iron. Turmeric is a wonder herb for men to reduce the it's a it's a COX-2 inhibitor. It inhibits the COX-2 inflammation that's coming from these deadly enzymes from the arachidonic acid, the saturated fats, the omega-6s that are subject to men so much. So turmeric, because it works for the iron and it works for the prostate as a COX-2 inhibitor, I would take turmeric all the time. It's just a, it's one of the best Ayurvedic herbs, in my opinion, in the world. So do a lot of the low glycemic purple-red foods that are high in antioxidants. Pomegranate, Longevity Warehouse has an excellent pomegranate powder, cranberry, black elderberry, um, these these berries have an effect. Quercetin, another antioxidant, which I don't like to take in supplement form. Too many side effects. But quercetin, my favorite food for quercetin is raw onions. And that's an antioxidant. It can, it can lower um, excess iron. Um, the green dragon dressing that we uh, we filmed a while ago, I think that's going to be on a DVD at some point. We also did an interview on That's delicious. You can pour it on everything. People can consume a lot. It's got a lot of onion blended up green in there, plus a lot of cilantro to pull out heavy metals, which is good. But iron is a biggie. And I think if you start when you're younger and start testing yourself, even maybe mid-20s, early 20s, definitely mid-20s, even females, I've had some females who menstruate, but I don't think their jing is quite right. They're not menstruating properly. They're still getting up to 350 ferritin, and they need to lower Um but definitely men, because you're not menstruating. I would start mid-20s and up. And when you, even if you went to the doctor and just had a blood panel for ferritin only, that's pretty cheap um, if you can't afford a normal full-on blood panel. And just see where you're at. you got to have a baseline. you got to know. Because some guys, naturally, like I've been pretty lucky, I don't, even when I'm not making any effort, lower iron, and I may be eating foods that are high in iron or even taking supplements that are high in iron, I'm still keeping modestly decent iron levels. It could be a bit lower, but but not growing rapidly up to the really dangerous areas. And there's a lot of men that are sort of borderline hemochromatosis, where they get too much iron, and it's a major contributing factor, I believe, in diseases and aging. And it's a big one that men have to have to watch. So check your ferritin. Try to get it down to 70 or even below. Don't be afraid of donating blood. People can use it. It's really, really good for you to cleanse your blood a bit and thin it. And take turmeric. To, to, to protect yourself and, and don't take any supplements that have iron in them. Vitamins that have iron, don't take them. Uh, the doctor I use in Santa Monica, Dr. Carlos Ulis, who is also great for thyroid work, always checks for ferritin and emphasizes the importance of this. So watch supplements with iron. Of course, red meat is the highest food in iron. And we're going to talk more about red meat with other things um, here with the prostate later on. But watch the, the super hot iron foods and keep that iron down for men and keep the antioxidants that protect you from iron. Turmeric's my favorite. Um, oxygen. You know, oxygen gives life, but oxygen takes away life. It's just the nature of living. By the We need oxygen. It's like where cells live on half oxygen and half nutrition. And the better we utilize oxygen and the cleaner and the more we get, the more the body improves with health. But at the same time, the metabolization of, the metabolization of oxygen itself is aging. And that's what creates superoxides. And that creates the free radical breakdown of almost all other um, free radicals that create so much damage in the body. And it's kind of ironic when we're young and we are so healthy and have a lot of gene, we produce so much SOD, superoxide dismutase, 
which is an enzyme that has an ability to dismutate or metabolize superoxides. And it processes the oxygen safely so we don't have the damage. So when you're young, you can breathe and work out and go run and build up your body. And you have these big lungs and you can take in all this oxygen and you can you can handle it because you produce so much SOD. And that's the main antioxidant that detoxes the whole body of everything. So when you're young, you can actually purposely ingest poisons. I go out and drink alcohol or stump things and eat a ton of candy or junk food and sugar and feel such a minor effect because your major antioxidant levels, the endogenous ones, are so massively high. But they just go down quite rapidly. And then you're trying to build yourself up and you're breathing heavily and you're, you're, you're dying from the oxygen. It's because it's you can't metabolize it as well as you used to, yet you need it. So it's kind of a catch-22 situation. You know, they did a study on flies in the 1980s, and they had a whole group of flies in a very large cage where they could fly around as much as they wanted. And then they had another group of flies in a very, very small cage that were limited in movement. They couldn't fly that much. And the flies that were able to fly around all they want, they died in 28 days. And the flies that were stuck in, in a small cage that couldn't move around that much, they lived for like, I forget what it was, 70 to 120 days, much, much longer because yet less utilization of oxygen. So it kind of seems like if you want to live long and preserve health, you kind of have to not live. You have to slow down calorie restriction. Don't eat late. Eat tiny amounts of food. Definitely low sugar carbs. So now you're in lower energy like, 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 you know, like the, the super strict diabetic. You're basically modified fasting, providing just enough calories to survive. You're not exercising or moving too much. Just enough movement like light walking to keep the, the system functioning. But excessive exercise and taking in too much air is, is, is killing you. And so you're, you know, and you can just, you know, live long or you learn how to work with nature's laws. Okay. The way around oxygen is to increase your SOD production. Okay. So the, the highest foods from the earth are some of the most healthiest foods on the planet that produce SOD that are naturally occurring in SOD. The cereal grass juices, wheat and barley and rye, camet, oat, all of these are used in green drink bases. You can get fresh wheatgrass and shoot it. You can get wheatgrass powders. You can get barley juice powder. On the Longevity Warehouse, my favorite, one of my favorite most powerful green products is the Ormus Super Greens because it has all of these platinum-rich cereal grasses that are up high in the mountains. And the Ashitaba and the Moringa, this, those are high SOD-producing foods. You want the greens anyhow because of the chlorophyll in the greens is also taking care of the other byproduct of respiration, of, of breathing. Because, you know, we need to breathe to live. You die in three minutes without breath. But the oxygen is the longer we live having more and more of a deleterious effect on the body, unless you can ramp up your SOD production. But also the carbon dioxide in today's modern world, we're intaking more carbon dioxide than we should. This is remedied by the chlorophyll. So these green foods, have they produce the SOD and they have the chlorophyll. The chlorophyll converts the carbon dioxide back into clean oxygen in the body. The chlorophyll also, like the carotenoid, it blocks solar radiation. It protects you. So the chlorophyll is also like hemoglobin. It gives life to the blood. It's like a blood transfusion. Very, very important to have these green foods high. But these cereal grasses and this ashitaba, the moringa, the, the super greens, they have, they have SOD in them at large quantities. So you can drink, you can take a lot of these green superfood powders. And they're remarkable for protecting you from respiration. Now you can maximize your um, your ability to handle the oxygen. And as a guy, this is important because men 
love to exercise hard. They love to go out and test their bodies against the elements. That's why I love the outdoors and still do and was just got passionate as a young person with the outdoors and nature and exercising. And, you know, when you're that young, you take it for granted how your body works in nature. But if you still want to be doing it as you're getting older, you have to understand how to maximize the way your body utilizes air so you don't chemically break down. And then you need to understand iron. Because when you're only 15 years old as a guy, you've only got 15 nanograms per deciliter of ferritin. That's a small amount of iron, okay? You're not aging and oxidizing. And you don't create a strong electromagnetic field that attracts radiation to you to break down RNA and DNA. Now, when you're 40 and you got 400 nanograms per deciliter of ferritin, you're oxidizing quick. You're building it up in your brain. You're, you're making more brain degeneration and aging that's going to come to your brain, heart, and kidneys in your future in the coming decades is going to be a serious problem, and you and it's hard to fix after it's been that long stuck in oxidizing your body. And that iron built up in your body is making a strong electromagnetic field that's attracting more radiation when you're outside that's aging your RNA and DNA. So that idea is to get that iron down and start to increase copper and zinc ratios, okay? So we can... We're getting these in some of, in some of our superfoods, the, the, these mineral ratio balances that we need. And the copper starts to metabolize just a little bit of healthy copper. Um, it starts to make an electromagnetic field that bounces off solar radiation, according to the theories. And they use copper in chilling materials for radiation for that purpose. So iron, oxygen, and sugar, those are the big agers to the cells for men, especially because they don't menstruate, their iron builds up. And men are not aware of iron and its aging process. So we need to watch the iron, try to try to try to donate blood, definitely take turmeric and keep antioxidants high. With oxygen, get the green superfood, the cereal grasses, Orma super greens, ashitaba, moringa. These produce SOD and they have the chlorophyll to handle the carbon dioxide. And for all men, even if you don't think you have candida or whatever, understanding sugar and understanding that alcohol is the strongest sugar and the most estrogenic sugar. Okay. Now, there's some crossover here because guess the more I'm learning, candida and pathogens actually feed on iron, okay? And iron, oxygen, and sugar, they glycate and cross-link together to increase the aging process. So these are just long-term no-brainers that you want to educate yourself about, keeping iron down to healthy low levels, protecting yourself from the effects of oxygen by boosting SOD and chlorophyll to handle carbon dioxide, keeping sugar low, so you don't get the oxidation to cross-linking. 